Hey everybody, welcome to another exciting... Good evening everyone, welcome to Voodoo to Voo podcast. And tonight we have a special treat for you. I am rebroadcasting an old podcast I did probably about five years ago with my good friend Craig. We did a podcast that ran about 13 shows. And I continued the podcast as a lark with my oldest son now. And we are going to re-air that tonight for you. This was my favorite podcast that I did with Craig. We interviewed, in my opinion, what was a cult leader. In Craig's opinion, he wasn't. So sit back, relax, enjoy. You make the decision on your own what you think he was. And we will bring this to you starting now. Enjoy, everyone. the Yeti Lounge. I'm Craig Moffat. And I'm John Yeti. And uh, today's show, we're going to have some special guests today. We have uh, Dr. D, who, I put the disclaimer out there, he's not a real doctor. He just pretty much wants to believe he is. He wants to give some advice. So we got some uh, questions people sent in that I sent out. And uh, we got about four questions came back. Uh, We did this on short notice. And we have a cult leader. Um, This ought to be a fun one. Uh, <laughs> I I really can't believe he he said he would do the show. I, he agreed to do it, and um, so right now we're going to give him a call, and uh, just in about a minute you'll hear him, and he'll come on the air, and uh, we'll be right back. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the cult leader on the phone, so we're going to go just jump right into Doctor D. Now, there's a disclaimer on this: he's not a doctor. This is just one man's personal opinions. We just call him Dr. T because he has plenty of opinions to give to people. That's what he does. So, with further ado, I give you Dr. D. Would you like to say hi, Dr. D? Hello. So, we got a question here for him. We got about, I think we got four questions sent in. And um, I'm going to read the first one. And he's going to give his opinion, his advice, if you will. So, here we go. I've been married for 30 years and have been living a double life as a gay man and I've been talking to a man over the internet and I was wondering, should I leave my wife? This is from Todd Crow. Now, Dr. D, as a man of many knowledge, as we all know you are, um, what, what was your personal opinion to this man? How would you help this man? I think you need help. I think you should ask your wife if she'd like a little threesome. And maybe she may be gay too. So there, that's my opinion on the matter. Get help, ask your wife for a threesome, or just decide to go one way or another. And that's my opinion from Dr. D. Any further information or questions you need, contact me, Dr. D. Okay, so your your opinion on this is he should have a threesome. A threesome or get help for his gayness. Now, how, how would you recommend somebody getting help for their gayness? Go to a doctor. Get some help. Or maybe your wife would like a threesome. Maybe she's gay and like a little enjoyment of her own. So, so with that being said, you think he should just either get a threesome or get help. Now, in your opinion, 
how do you feel when he, you know, he came right out and told you he's been, you know, married for 30 years, he's gay. What, like, how do you feel about that? If you're gay, you're gay. So, wh- why are you married? I don't understand it. Is your wife gay? What's the question here? I don't know. Get help. Seek help or get a threesome. That's my final thoughts. Moving on. Well, that's Dr. D's first question, and I, I believe he answered it fairly. Um, we're going to go to another question. Uh, let's see. Give me a second. Let's pull this next question up for Dr. D. <coughs> let's see. I've been working at the same company for 17 years. and have 25 years of experience doing my job, but have recently found out one of my co-workers... I, wait, so let me just, just read that again. I've recently found one of my co-workers sexually attractive. And the problem is we work together in the same department. Should I make a move on him? A move on him or her? Um, just says make a move. I, I'm assuming him or her. You can go with either way you like. Well, I think it's wrong. Because having an affair at the workplace is the worst thing you can do. You might lose your job. It causes a lot of problems. And it's a wrong thing to do. But if you feel like you got to do it, do it. But I don't think you should. And uh, I really don't have too much to say more on this matter because it's not a good thing to do is have sexual experience or sex or lust for somebody at the workplace because it caused too many complications. That's all you have to say? That's it on this matter. So you're just putting less telling him not to do it? I wouldn't do it, no. That's my opinion. Your opinion, you wouldn't do it at all? No. Even if you're lustily attracted to this person, just want to do it? No. Especially if you're married or involved with somebody else. It's the wrong thing to do. So, you just don't think it's right, in other words? No. Not at the workplace. It caused too much problems. Now, who would that cause problems with? Both people. You think that both people... could lose your job. You could... Forget to do something, cause too much complications at work. Find another person to go out with. All right, so that's Dr. D's second question. Let's go to the next one. I think Dr. D's doing pretty well. Would you like to say anything, add anything to anything while I get the next question pulled up here for you? No. You don't want to talk about anything? No. Nothing at all? Only my experience and just a normal guy trying to give normal answers the best I can alright so here's the next question this is question 3 this one's from Carter Jones it says I've been married to the same woman for years and recently she has put a ton of weight and looks like Jabba the Hutt she recently fell off the bed and got stuck between the bed and the dresser do you think I should put her in a fat camp well kind of overweight myself and I find this offensive I think you should both seek help you because you must not like you must not like fat people and therefore you should maybe try to get on Weight Watchers or one of the programs for help or go see your doctor and um, maybe you should go get a doctor's opinion go that way and, you know, big people need love, too. You know what I mean? Everybody oh, I needs that. a little sex. So, therefore, my final opinion on the matter is, 
seek help, get a big can of baby powder, and have fun. You know? That's what I think. That's what you think? That's what I think. Seek help and a big can of baby powder and have fun. Do you want to elaborate what the baby powder would be for? Well, I think people will know what I'm talking about once I say baby powder. You know, put it all over her body and have fun with it. So your your final thoughts on this one is seek help. Now, who should seek help, both of them or one of them? Both. Now, why should both seek help? Because it's apparently he doesn't like fat people. So, therefore, he may need a little help just because his wife got a little fat or maybe big fat. You still love her. I, I You've still he, been with her. I believe he used the term job of the hut. Yeah, well, get help. Lose weight. Don't leave her. You know, get a big can of baby powder. So, your final thoughts on that one is just baby powder. Baby powder and help. Baby powder and help. All right, here comes the last question. This is from Texas Crave. And Texas Crave writes, I've been in love with the same girl for seven years. Oh, he wrote this horribly. <laughs> let me let me set this one over. Okay. I've been in love with the same girl for seven years now. Ever since we broke up, I can't get over her. And she recently got married to a guy who looks like me. So now I... S- do, 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 do. Hold on. So now I know she still wants me how do I get her back? Now, mind you, Dr. D, um, this woman just got recently married. And now he's pretty much asking you, how does he win back a married woman? Well, for one thing, it's apparently you lacked in something. Or she wouldn't have left you. Therefore, my, my decision on the matter, or my opinion on the matter, I'm just a normal guy, mind you. Forget about it. But if you're obsessed with this woman... Or the way she looks, or the way she acted. Find another girl that looks like her. And have fun with her. Or find another girl that looks like her. And maybe you can make her jealous. And maybe she really does want you. But in my opinion, she must have left you for a reason. So therefore, I guess it's time to give her up. And move on to somebody else. You know, enjoy your life. Forget about it. Life's too short. Go out with somebody. You, you, if you hung up on this girl, get somebody that looks like her, you know, and fantasize while you're doing it. That's my opinion. And this is the last question from Dr. D. Just remember, you know, just remember, I'm just a normal guy with normal opinions, just trying to help you lonely souls out. You know what I mean? You all have personal problems. And I'm here to help. So if you need help, if you need help, just however you did it this time, do it again. I'm here every Sunday. So, you know, write in, text in, call in. I'm here for you. Just a guy that wants to help mixed up people. This is Dr. D. I'm signing off for the night. Pleasant dreams. That was Dr. D, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully we'll get him back here next week again, ask him some more questions, and he'll give you some great answers that he just did. So thank you, Dr. D, for joining us in the studio today. Um, Without further ado, 
the cult leader, Russell, just called in. So let's get him on the air now. Russell, are you there? I'm here. All right. Let's get started now. Now, I have a couple questions for you today. And, uh, okay. Now, I'd like to know how long you've been in the occult for. Uh, <laughs> all my life. So you, so when was the first time? Now, I want you to walk us through this. When All your life you've been doing what you've been doing. Now... You, we would, we talk about this, you know, on a regular basis here and there, and I, I just want to know your opinions on things, how people view what you guys do, and um, this is where we're going to go with the show today. Now, my question for you is, what made what gave you the calling to do this? What made you decide to do what you want to do? Uh, I just wanted to be. That's all. So you didn't have like an epiphany one day that like you know this this ray of fire came down to you and like you decided to join what you do. Yes, you did. And and then what led you to the the you know the house of I guess I'd call it the house of worship. Um, what led you to that one? Now, did, was your family parts of this? It was family. It was family, and they all pretty much just decided to do this now too. Right, we're all we're all we're all Baptist. Oh, Baptist, that's what you want to go with. Alright. So now you were telling me Okay, so now you were telling me earlier um that you have what we've been calling a drowning pool at your uh well, your house of worship. Yeah, and, baptismal. Well we work for the show we're just gonna call it the drowning pool. And um right. you tell me that it's about Six feet deep, correct? Or maybe five feet. Right. Well, so let's just call yeah. it six feet deep. Now, yeah. you, when you walk up on this, and you told me there's tears, right? Is it? Did, is there still tears, or was that the old place that you guys did your sacrifice? Oh, the old place. At? The old place. That's where the old sacrifice went. So The new place only has one tear. One tear. The, the old place, you had four tears, and you were telling me that there was tears, like people were on each tier, right? Now, the new place... Right. Where you do the sacrificing, it only has one tier. Now, on that tier, is there anybody waiting there for you, or is no. it, it? It's just empty, right? Right. Okay. So now, at this point, the person that's going to be drowned is is going into the water, right? Right. Okay. So, are you waiting for them to receive them in the water, or? Are you still outside with them, like, more or less forcing them down into the water? I'm in the water. You're already in the water. Now, is there chanting involved, like singing, or how does that work? How how does, like, that all come about? Like, they they come in a robe? Is it a red robe, white robe? Like, walk me through the steps of how this is going to drown. They wear a white robe. Yep. They come into the pool. Yep. Or the water. Either the way, baptismal, the drowning pool. Yes, and we we dunk them. Oh, you know, hold on, hold on. You, you you're jumping a little, buddy. You're jumping a little. What what I'm asking is this: Is there a chanting in the background? Music playing? Is there singing? Is there some kind of like something going on there? No. So it's really just quiet. It's all silent. All silent. Yes, it's quiet. So all silent, silent prayer to the god that you worship. Correct. Right. All right. So I'm there with you right now. 
So, you're in the pool uh, waiting to receive this person, correct? Right. Now, how many people are in the pool with you? Is it just you or is it somebody else? Me and the pastor. You and the pastor. So now, right. so now the leader of your house of worship, he's in the pool with you. You're right. you're standing next to them. Now, is there stairs going into the drowning pool, or do these people just jump in? No, the stairs. The stairs. Now, does the stairs go, the stairs go all the way down? And now, my question is: Let's say a person you're you're a pretty tall guy. You're about five ten. I'm about six one, six two ish, somewhere around there. Now, for somebody like me. Who the water's not going to go over my head. Let's say you have a short person, uh, somebody that's like five two or something, right? Well, now, right? Do you, when they hit that last step, the water's already over their head, correct? No, the, it's not. So, what do you do? Do you no. go? Do you go over there and help them get into the drowning pool, or do you just kind of like let them pop I, in? I help them. I just put my hand out, and they hold my hand, and they walk down the stairs. Okay. So now they get to the then the drowning pool. So they kind of they're short. They're kind of floating in this pool, correct? Are you you like you have um, you have your hands under the arm? You in the pasture? Right. Okay. So you're kind they're kind of treading water. So now. Yeah, we're here, Russell. It just there's a lot of crackling on your end, and I don't want to get that too much of the radio. I I figure you're probably sharpening the knives for the sermon next week and stuff. So, all right. So, at what point, when they get in, do you decide to hold them under the water? When they uh, when they answer the questions, and they say, <laughs> when they finish asking the questions, and then you say, I do, and then you dunk them. Okay, so, now, are the questions are, more or less, do you give yourself to the God that you worship? Is it, like, those type of questions? Uh, yeah. Okay, so, more or less, they're giving their soul to... To the beast, more or less, correct? I mean, they're giving their soul to the, the their God, correct? I mean, they're taking everything that they believe in and giving you're it... giving your soul to God. To, to the, the God you worship, right. So, right. Okay. So, at that point, like, what color is the, is the water? Is it already red with the blood? Or what does that come like? The water like? is blue. It's blue. Okay, so... How long do you hold them under before they drown? <laughs> they don't drown. They don't drown. So they fight their way back to the breath. So that's more like the breath of life for them. If if they we can, we drop them in the water. We don't drop them in the water. We dunk them in the water and then we take them, lift them back out again. Okay. So you, if they can fight back, you lift them back. If they can't, you let them drown and you just bury the body somewhere. Is that how it works? Oh yeah, right. Really. All right, this is thrilling. See, this is this is riveting because this is—I knew it would come out eventually. So, so, but in all, in all seriousness, let's just say they all live. They got out, and now at that point, when you get them out of the the drowning pool, if because I take it most of people—I mean, you have what, maybe thirty members now at your church, forty? Maybe. Okay, so you got somewhere around that. You had more. I figured some of them must have died off because of what we're going to go into in a little bit. So, no, not yet. All right. Well, we're we're getting there. So, at this point, they get they get out of the pool. Now, the church is all there. They're all doing their chanting and everything. They get out, and what what's the next step? Do they now are they a member of the house of worship, or no? They're not a member yet. 
But they already gave their up. they gave their soul and their life to the God that you worship. Correct? Right, but they're not members yet. They're not members of of the house of worship yet. Okay. Not yet. So now what do they have to do to prove themselves that they're worthy of the God that you worship? They have to take the right hand of fellowship. The right hand of the fellowship. Now this is this is what I'm dying that I love this part. Because with the right hand of the fellowship, what people don't understand this, it's like if you ever seen the show Spartacus down in the basement of this this house of worship, it's just a bloodbath. And what they do is they fight. Now my question for you is when they when they battle and and they lose a hand. Now this is what the the hand of the fellowship does. They cut off a hand and they you know, they sacrifice it to their God. Now does anybody ever get their hand back when they sacrifice it? Or is it is it gone? Because I notice you have both of your hands. They I th- always get it back. They always get it back. Because I right. figure you must have been a, you you were you lived a colorful life, and I mean things you told me we're not even going to get in today. That could be another show if you ever wanted to come back on um, when you went overseas and everything. I don't even want to touch upon that right now. We're, we're, I want to focus on this. So, I you know you you know I like to say you know Russell has both his hands. So I mean I figure how many battles he's been in that church. I, it's been quite a many. And, um, you, I mean, you're a warrior, man. I mean, you're a warrior for, like, doing what you do, and I appreciate it. I mean, you're coming on here and telling us everything. So, let's get back. So, you, you get you get into the, this is how you become a member of the House of Worship where you go, is when you do what you do, they do, uh, I, I, I assume it's a ritual. Now, what's oh, a... Oh, yeah, it's a ritual. It's a ritual. Um, you're giving yourself to your God. You all dress in crimson robes. I mean, we we talked about this briefly. Um, <clears throat> at, at the end, at what point do the actually, you know, does the God come down? And you know, I don't know. I don't want to use the term bless or sacrifice. I'm not sure where I want to go with this. At what point do you become a member of the, the, the you know the cult that you're in? I mean, what point do they they get? I mean, where did where like? Is there a big celebration? Do you walk me through the fellowship? I, I I'm dying to understand this. It just it's just that they extend the right hand and they ask a few more questions, and they say yes to answer the questions correctly. Then they become members of the church. Once you become a member of the church, you are allowed to do all the functions of the church. So once they become members, they can battle. Is that what it more or less they can join things and do things and they're a full-fledged member, correct? They become a full-fledged member. Okay. So, at what point do you start, like, sacrificing the animals to the god so they can become the member? Where, where does that fall into place? We don't. You don't do that? Oh, you don't, oh I gotta say, you can't talk about that. I am, I'm sorry, I must have crossed that line where you can't get into it. <clears throat> Alright, so let, let's work around it so we can get to it. So at the point where they battle, they sacrifice the hand, they become members of the fellowship. The right hand, I'm sorry, the right hand of the fellowship, correct? Is that what it is? The right hand of the Is it the right hand or the hand? You the right hand. The right hand. So people lose their right hand, they become members of your church. Right. Okay. So you all got crimson robes on. Um, now, when you do all this stuff to your church, 
Um, who's who's there? Is the whole church there? Like, I mean, all the members of are they there? Are they circling the person? Are they standing behind? No, no well, they do. They do. Okay, so I'm trying to visualize this for the people that are listening. So the person that's taking the right hand of the fellowship, let's just say they're in the middle of the circle. Um, the writing's underneath and everything. And anybody puts a hand on him. Really? So. Or her. Or whoever, yeah. I, I, it's, it's, you know, that's nice that you have men and women doing, you know, the right hand of the fellowship. I, I, yeah, that's good to know that there are cults that still, you know, that take women that are equal. Uh, that's a good thing. I'm, you know, that's good for you guys. But so, back to it. So there's a complete circle. All the people have um, their hands on the person. Now, is it is it like an arm's length, or they get really close, kind of like just really circling this person? Enchanting. How do, now, how does that work? Is it just you put your hand on and then somebody put your hands on top of you, or everybody has to touch this person? Just to, everybody touches this person in a different place. So we're it's so on the shoulders or on the arms, and that's it. Okay, so as long as you know, call, how everybody has their hands on somebody. Now, all right. the only one that touches any part, the only one that touches the opposite part of their head. Is the head is the is the pastor. So the man that the heads up the cult, he's the one who t- has the hand on the head. So it's more like he has his arm full extended. He touches the hand on the head, leaves the mark of his hand because I'm sure it's covered in blood. And he does he say anything to this person? Does he, you don't have to say exactly what he says, um, or you can just tell us, you know, like verbatim. Just don't even have to say it word for word. That just made no sense, but. Um, briefly, what does he say to the new cultist that just came into your house of worship? We welcome him. You welcome into the house of worship. Now, now after that, is there a, like some kind of ritual party do you guys do? I mean, I don't know if party would be exact word. Craig, would that be a party? I mean, I don't even know where to go with that. I mean, like after they, they touch their head and, um... Russell, are you driving? No, my son-in-law is. Oh, okay. I just sometimes sure. we um, sometimes we have a coffee hour. Oh, you have coffee hour. Is this at the house of worship? Yes. Oh, all right. Well, that's nice. You, you you're drinking a little blood for the the house of worship. I'm uh, that's good to hear. Now, at the end of this point, and they touch your head, and they you're welcome into the house of worship. What happens after that? Does everybody, you know, shake the person's hand if they still have it, or do they clap them on the back? I mean, is there some kind of right? We shake his, we shake his hand, pass him his Bible, and a certificate, and he's on his way. So now, you get a certificate that says you're a member of the House of Worship, correct? Right. Okay. So, is this, like, got some kind of pentagram on it? Does it have anything, like, any designs on it? A, a cross that's upside down, maybe? Something along those lines where... It, it shows that... I mean, I never heard of you get a certificate that says you're part of something. I, this is all new to me. I don't go to, you know, any type of worshipping place, especially what you guys do. Um, so this is new to me, and it's new to our, our listeners. Now, do they... I mean, is it framed? Is it just, like, rolled up in a piece of paper, and they tell them, put it away, don't let nobody see? Do people, you know, put it in this house? I mean, what do they do, Russell? I mean, what's on the paper? Do you remember what's on the paper? I know it's been so long. I mean, it's, you, just a, it's just a piece of paper saying you've been baptized and you also accepted the and the fellowship. So more or less is telling you you survived the drowning pool. 
We apologize for the noise. Russell's in a car, so I mean it's really hard to get to Russell. Anyways, he's a very busy man. He's got a lot of things going on, so I just want to you know people be aware of that. Um, we apologize for the the static needs, but I'm just happy to have Russell on the phone right now. The man is a legend in what he does, and um, we all appreciate it um, for him just to come on the show. I mean, just to get Russell on the show, it was it took a lot of time and patience on his part just to agree to do this. So. Russell, after they take the paper, now, is there any type of, you know, celebration that you guys will have? Or is it just like, you survived all the, the rights, welcome to the right hand of the fellowship, and you, they just send him on his way? Or does, you know, do they actually do something for this guy, this person, I should say? They uh, give me a gift. They usually give me a gift. And uh, then we send him home. And when he got back to church the following week, if we have a meeting or something, he's allowed to vote, and he's allowed to uh, do anything, any function of the church functions. So, all right, so at that point, he's allowed to participate in all the house of worship. I mean, I'm assuming he's done battling, he's done doing all that. Now, he can join um, any of the meetings. Now, the meetings that you guys do, they reflect the house of worship, correct? Okay. So at that point, um, this is this is just mind blowing stuff. So at this point, they can sit on any meeting they want to, or is are because they're a newer member, let's per se, they can only go to certain meetings. Like you know, because they're such a low member, they're not like you've been in the church for what thirty years now. F- well, you. Th- I've been in the church sixty three years. Sixty three years, you've been a member of the House of Worship. And um, yeah. that that's amazing. Uh, I mean, I can only imagine the battles you must have had and the people you fought for your position. Because you you were a high-ranking member at one point of the church, correct? Hold on a second. Okay. Well, don't let it Hello? Yeah, we're here, Russell. We're here. So, my question was, you've been at the church for 63 years, correct? I've been going to church since I was a baby. So... Your mother... But I've been a member of the church since I was 13. Since she was 13. So you took the right hand... You battled for the right hand of the fellowship at 13 years old. You took somebody right. down for that for that membership. That's amazing. Um, as a 13-year-old boy, were you scared going into this? At first, when I took the right hand of fellowship and the baptismal, I was scared. Well, I mean, I, I would be too. I mean... God, you could if but you didn't fight your way back to the top. You could, I'm sorry. Could it sounds, the feeling felt so beautiful that I didn't. I um, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Uh, yeah, I mean, your bloodthirst is is the stories I heard is amazing. Um, so at 13, they put you in the dragon pool. You fought your way back up. You, they said you, you. Now you did something quite different. I remember you telling me. You did the drowning pool and you did the right hand of the fellowship in the same day, correct? Yes. Now, people don't do that anymore, correct? Yes. Right. So, you did something that few people have done now. You actually survived the drowning pool, sacrificed someone's right hand to the to the god, and you won. I mean, you did all this stuff at 13 years old, and now when you was a kid, you told me they, you know, recently they, you know, they give you like a a piece of paper, like a certificate that says you survived or whatever. Um, now, do you, when you were thirteen, did you, they give you any type of gift back then? Where you know, 
we were 13. Did they have stuff like that? Uh, did you get what did you get? Well, I got a Bible. You got your your God's Bible. You got a, yeah. a, a was it like what was was it like skin bound? Like you know, it was covered nicely. It was a good Bible. It was a good size. Good size. The the covering was a skin. The covering was leather. So skin. All right. So we got skin. It was um was human. We assumed because what you guys do, and um, I know you can't probably say because you don't want something to happen, and I understand. Um, but that that's good. So they gave you you know your your Bible or whatever you want to call it, whatever you know the Necronomicon. I don't know. Um, at what point did you start at 13 years old? I'm sure you were pretty one of the youngest people as part of the right hand well, fellowship. Were you one of the youngest, Russell? Were you one of the people that at 13 said, I'm going to run this place and I... You know, there were anybody to be outside until the 13 at least. They got to be at least 13 years old. Alright, so... So 13 years old... You you did the right hand of the fellowship. You got in the drowning pool. You survived both cases. Now was there I, any was there any thirteen year olds besides you doing this? Or, or were you the only? You know what I mean? Are you the only thirteen year old at the time when you were the oh child? No, it was like a half a dozen of us. So let's just say, all right, there's six people there. You were one of the six. At what point did you decide? You're going all out on this. At what point did you say, you know, little Billy, I'm sorry, but I'm taking you down because I need to be this right hand of the fellowship? No. No, you just did it, in other words. You just said, I'm doing this and no one's going to stop me. Russell, you there? I was there. I was number six because... All that. So that's how the right goes. They put everybody in alphabetical order, and at that point, what? Now, what point do when they do the alphabetical order, and you are what? Rust. You were. A, it, they go by first name or last name? Because I'm not going to give you a last name. Last name. So my last name. So what number were you again? In line? Huh? You were like what? You were near the end. I take it. No, they're at the end. You're at the end. So now, being at the end, do you have to do anything different, or is it all the same for everybody? No, it's the same thing everybody else did. All right, so you get up there, you get a little nervous going in, because, you know, there's a good chance that you won't be coming out again. Um, at what point did you, you know, that you fight for your survival? Did you realize this This is it, you got to do this, this is what you plan on doing? This was something I wanted to do. Okay, so at that point, you knew you had to do it. Now, your mother was there and your father was there watching you do this? They're already are they, Now, I don't want to touch too much of your family, but I'm just saying, were you, was your family there supporting you in all of this? Yes. That's awesome. Um, you know, you know, good for you, Carlos. My mother was there, my father was there. That's awesome. I mean... All my brothers and sisters were there. So now they're all... Uh, now, is your whole family, the ones that I know that some have passed away and everything like that, but your whole family, were they all part of the right hand of the fellowship? Yes. So they all were. So I, My mother was. Your mother was. So your mother... My brother and... My mother was, my sister was, my other brother was, and after that, I don't know how many more. 
So, so being a member of doing what you're doing, right, and um, part of the occult that you're in, do you feel that um, that this was a rite of passage for you? Um, repeat that question. I said, do you feel this was a rite of passage for you? Yes, I do. And all your accomplishments within the House of Worship, you're proud of. I mean, you, you how can you not be? You've been a member of this worship community, I would say, for 63 years. I mean, I haven't been a member of anything that long in, you know, my life. I mean, that's amazing. <coughs> my father didn't go to church. My father, he went to church, the church will call down. So he, he didn't take part in the right hand of the fellowship, but he watched you fight for survival doing it, correct? No. No, so so when you took the right hand and you lopped it off, your father didn't witness it. No, my mother did. Your mother watched and she you know, okay, that's fair enough. So alright, let's move on a little. So at what point does the church all the, the you know, the members of the House of Worship, all the fellowship, when they get together, correct? Now when they it this this is just I'm a little confused. But when they all get together, um, is there any fighting inside? Or is it just when the new members come in, that's when the battle takes place? No. No. So there's fighting within it. It's just not... It's a constant to keep people sharp, correct? I mean, it's just to keep your skills at a level to compete? Or is it just... It's all, you know, just worshipping, chanting, and... Sacrificial stuff. I mean, is that? I mean, that's a fair th- point, correct? It was just worshiping. Okay, so see, this is just amazing. So this is all all takes place on Sundays, or is it during the week throughout, or is it just Sundays? Just Sundays. All right. So all the battles, all the the sacrifice, all everything just takes place on. Sundays. Oh, that's all right. You know, it's the day of worship, right? It's a Sundays of the day of worship. It's the day when you do stuff. Um, you know, one day we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get some um, pictures, hopefully, and uh, post them up. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll get some videos of a battle. That would be interesting. Uh, we'll blur everybody's face out, and uh, we'll see what happens. But um, right. I I, I want to say thank you, Russell, for coming on the air with us today. You're welcome. Um, I, I had a good time. I hope it wasn't too painful for you to talk about the past <laughs> and how things are now and um, the bloodshed that's been spilled. Um, but I want to thank you for coming on the Yeti Lounge, and um, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. All right, buddy? All right. All right, pal. Good talking to you. I'll all see right. you soon. All right. Good. Yeah, you too. You too. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. That was a cult leader, Russell. That to me, I loved it. I loved that interview, Craig. Um, that was interesting. I, I don't know if cult leader is what I'd call him. Oh, he's been a member of the fellowship for sixty-three years. He's got to be some kind of leader in that church by now. Perhaps I. I'm speechless. I think he, I think you drew him down a road. He wasn't sure he was going down. Well, he needed to talk about it. I think he needed. I mean, 63 years, this, 
this place has been kept quiet. I think it. I think I needed to blow the roof off a little bit to, to expose what it is. I mean, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, that was that's riveting to me. I found it riveting. A lot of people might not, but I mean, anytime you can get an occult leader or a, a cult follower, I guess you could call it. I'm not follower. Really, a I follower. A follower. You want to go with the follower because he's really not leading. Correct. I think he said that. Yeah. When the 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 cult leader puts his hand on um the new member after he survives the battle and you know has to sacrifice the loser's hand to their god i didn't want to ask what god they worshiped i uh, i didn't want to push the line with them because you got to understand i was kind of nervous at one point russell was going to hang up on us cuz he's never talked about this openly and um i mean we hear it from time to time when i talk to him because i've been you know for the past couple of weeks i've been contacting him trying to get him on the show and you can tell he's a little cagey answering some of the questions because he I, I can understand he doesn't want to give too much away but you know some of the stuff he said you know today I can only imagine what really happens on this sh- and I mean the, the sacrificing the drowning pool I, I asked him actually do you think you get a picture of this and he actually thought about it he said did he? yeah he did he I mean he he pondered for a second he said, I would love to take a picture of this for you, but it's not allowed what we do. We can't do this. We can't take a picture of it. We're not allowed. I go, what about underneath where you keep the swords and the axes and everything down below? Could you take a part, you know, a part of something and just show it? Could you bring something in to us so we could at least, you know, get a picture of it or just kind of understand what, what's going on, you know? And he thought about that, and he's like, I can't. I just... I can't take pictures. I can't bring something in from the house of worship. And I'm like, what would happen? I mean, he told me he'd get, you know, there'd be severe punishment. There'd be meetings and he'd get in trouble. So I said to him, which, which he did say, I mean, I was shocked that he said that. I just figured, you know, it's a church. I mean, I see people take pictures of church, you know, where he goes all the time. I mean, not his house of worship, but I mean, I've been to church. You've been to church before. Um, these people take pictures of stuff like this, but apparently where he goes, he's not allowed. And he told me there'd be, you know, consequences. And I didn't want to push him. I really did. But I, like I said, I was going to ask him about it on the show, but I didn't want to push it too much because I was worried at some point he's just going to say, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm hanging up. And he just, you hit click. And then, you know, I was really trying to work that in, but I just couldn't. I didn't want to hang him up. So to see it for yourself, would you consider going with him? To see all this, I just would, to witness it. Just to witness this, the drowning, um, the finding for your life from the drowning pool. I was, you know, um, the the sacrifice of the right hand to the fellowship. I mean, this is barbaric stuff. I mean, I would love to see it. I mean, well, what? I mean, it's what he said. I asked him. He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Now he could just been saying it, but you know, I'm, I'm assuming there's some sort of battle. I mean, the drowning pool. I mean, he calls it a baptismal, but we know what it is for real. It's a drowning pool. I mean, you're going in a pool, and they're putting your head underwater. At some point, you have to come back up for air, but, I mean, you're taking your own life in their hands. It's a, it's a strange custom, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to call it the drowning pool. I would. You, I, I know you would. I, I, that's what I believe it is. I mean, what happens if somebody dies in it? I mean, it's a drowning pool. They just drowned in the pool. You know, that's how I look at it. And it's my perspective on this is that's what it is. Okay. Or he, did, he never corrected me. No, how, he, he, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't, did he? And I kept on saying it repeatedly. Technically, he did not See? correct you. He never corrected me. He never said, we don't cut people's right hands off. 
the right hand of the fellowship. He True. he never said, John, you know, we don't do that. You are technically correct in saying all this. See? So my I think. Uh, he never corrected that. No, uh, that's I'm, true. He, he never did. He never said, John, this isn't true. This isn't um, what we believe. This is this is what we do. I mean, you know, off air, I, I wish I should have asked him more about the robes because I found that one of the most interesting when we were talking. And um, They have two robes, a crimson red okay. and, and a, a dark yeah. midnight blue. And, and, you know, I really wanted to get on that, but I didn't want, like I said, I didn't want to, I'll talk about it because he gave me permission to talk to him. And um, Crimson Red is when they take the right hand of the fellowship. It's, it's an ominous color. And I didn't, like I said, it's one of those things you don't want to push him on. I thought on. that was a choir robe. Well, I thought, I thought the, na- no, the Midnight Blue was a choir robe. Midnight Blue is a choir robe. And the, the Crimson, Crimson Red, Red is the right hand of the fellowship. Right hand of the fellowship. I don't think the right hand of the fellowship means what you think it means. I think it does, and I'm going with it right. because I want to live in this world. Because there's not many of these people left in the world. Naming Russell, doing this stuff, I want to believe what I say is <laughs> true. I don't care how stupid it sounds or how unbelievable it is. I just want to go with it. I want to believe because he never corrected me. I'll keep saying that he never said, "John, you're wrong. We don't cut people's hands off. We don't drown people." Right? I'm technically right. I'm technically right. I can live on technicalities. But knowing Russell as I do, <laughs> I don't think he was uh, going to be too quick to... to you, you, you you talked a little faster than he was listening. Plus, he's in a car, so... Take it as what you will. I, I believe what Russell believes is true. I believe they have a drowning pool. <laughs> I believe... I'm going to go on the record as there is no drowning pool. <laughs> you can go on your record all you want. I'm going to go on my soapbox and preach to the world... That whatever house of worship he goes to has a Johnny Pool one and two. They have um, sacrificing right hands to their God down in the basement where they wear crimson robes. I'm, I'm going to take the other side of that <laughs> that <laughs> argument. I, I'm going to go with it's more of a um, uh, just a title, more of a um, yeah. I don't think it's literal. <laughs> I don't think anybody's sacrificing anything. I want to believe they do. I, 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 you can you can believe. I mean, it, it's religion or a cult. I think both those are what, those oh, titles fit anything these days. As so, far as uh, a religion could be called a cult, a cult could be called a religion. That is true. I agree with that. Um, I just find it funny that he still never corrected me the whole time, and, and I didn't say it fast. On I said things I agree. I did talk a little quick because I was nervous he'd hang up, and uh, um, but. You know, I if you listen back, yeah, I said it really slow. Drowning pool. You did okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I'll give you that one. Yeah, and I did say, you know, sacrificing the right hand to the fellowship, and you know, he never said. Uh, you know, I hate to sound like a you know broken record, but he never said, John, that doesn't happen. We don't do that. I mean, he did come out and say, you know, we all touch the. No, he did correct you on the drowning part. Did he correct me on the drowning part? Yeah. All right. So. But, you know, he never... So they dunk him and lift him back up. Right, but I'm assuming they fight for their life. I mean... But I'm pretty sure he said they pull them back. He, they wanna, dunk him and pull him back up. I want to use my selective hearing in this one, Your Honor, and uh, say I didn't hear that part. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I found it interesting that they all go in the basement, and I'm sure it's a nice basement. I, you know, <laughs> I hope they get the basements go. Um, I just like that they have a pool in their basement. No, it's not in the basement. I asked him about that. Oh, I thought the... St- okay. No, the drowning pool is actually <laughs> in the church. 
the the house oh, okay. worship it's itself. Under the, it's under the altar. They moved the altar. That's, Is that what it did? Um, according to Russell, when we had the, the, he said the table, but I think it. The he they had a um on top of the altar. I guess it it's there must be like a step to go up. It's kind of like a stage. That's how I pictured in my head, anyways. And they have a giant. It's a really thick plexiglass. And there's a rug over the plexiglass that covers the drowning pool. And what happens is, Russell says they fold up the rug. There's, I think it takes six of them to pick up this giant piece of plexiglass. It's really thick, he said. Because it, it covers the whole length, and they don't want it to break and people to fall in. Well, I mean, they're drowning people already. What's the difference? That's how <laughs> I look at it. Um, takes six of them to lift it up, move it to the side. And then they have a, a you know, this is the part I always found interesting. They have a like a, a step that goes in, and then they have steps going down. And you notice how he skirted around the question about when I asked him, like you have a short person. I mean, you're, I said Russell. I mean, Russell's probably around five ten. Um, that's a good size. I mean, the the pool itself is, I think he said it's like six foot. So if you have a really short person, he never said how they. No, he said they had to be dunked, and he said a short person. No, they don't go into water. I think it. It's probably six feet long. It's probably like six <laughs> feet deep. It's probably like three feet deep, and I don't know. I have no idea what what it looks like. I, I, but I would love to see it. I really would. I mean, would I go with them to see this? Yes. Would I go down in the basement with them? No. There's a line I would not cross, and I, you know, they could all jump me at some. point. I think you should go get baptized and come back and report, report on, on it. it. Yeah. Or I could pay somebody to go get baptized. <laughs> there's a there's a great story. Uh, um. Matt Taibbi, journalist for Rolling Stone, yeah. wrote a book, and uh, he did this. Um, it's hysterical the way he writes it. Um, I wish I could remember the name of the book off the top of my head, but... Oops, sorry. Oh, well, that's all right. <laughs> um, but he did this, and the story he tells is just bizarre and hysterical. And I think it was more in a... Um, uh, um, lost the name off the top of my head. More of a... Um, evangelical. That's, okay, it was yeah. an evangelical church. So I think you should. I think you should follow in his footsteps since you have so much interest in this. Go get baptized and, and come, report, report and come back, back on yeah. the show and say if you can sneak is... any pictures, that'd be great. <laughs> you know, you know what I, I? I might. I might do it. And and what I'll do is, I'll uh, I'll bring somebody with me and I'll have a camera sneak in. All right. Um, they have these little spy cameras we can get our hands on real easy. And what we'll do is, um, we'll we'll set it up. I mean. According to Russell, he says that uh, you can bring your family. So, I mean, I don't want to bring my wife. My wife's Buddhist. She doesn't want to go to church, and that's what she believes. And, you know, she wants to worship a big fat guy. That's up to her. I don't really care. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'll bring somebody. I'll have them take pictures and everything, and, you know, if they see what happens if I survive. I mean, I you know you know what I might do to freak them out? If they actually try to pull me up, I might just force myself back down and just, you just see my hands flailing in the air. That know? would be great. I think that would be awesome. I mean... You could, you could drown yourself to prove your own point. That's right. That would be a story. <laughs> Man proves point the drowning pool exists. And, you know, I could look down... Cut your own hand off. Yeah. <laughs> or almost drown. That way I come back and report and missing my right hand. Because I have to sacrifice my right hand to the fellowship. Okay. See? See? And then I could have a whole story of them reattaching it and, you know, suing the church or the house of worship, whatever you want to call. Oh, this is, this, there's plenty to succeed in this. Um, so, with that being said, I mean, I mean, you can take it as what you will. You can take it as he's a religious man or he's a part of a cult. I choose the latter. <laughs> that I want to believe he's part of a cult because, 
you know, you have something called the right hand of the fellowship. Um, you have a giant pool in your house of worship that's six feet deep, and you're telling me that uh, people are just gonna, you know, you're just gonna wade in there and you know hold people into water and pull them back up again. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. No, I, I don't. No, I, I'm not buying into it. I mean, I said drowning pool plenty of times, and he never corrected me. And I'm going with drowning pool. I believe they have a little thing in the back where they just put the bodies, and they probably just get people off the streets, and no one sees. Why not? Is sacrifice them? Yeah, why not? I mean, it, it doesn't have. Yeah, I asked him how many members of his church he has, and he said he about thirty. He says, "Yeah, something like that." So, I mean, if you have a big church, I mean, I've driven past his house of worship, and it's a good sized place. It's got multiple multiple floors. I'm not even going to assume what goes on these floors. Multiple floors. Multiple floors. It does wow. actually. W- how it's set up is the street kind of slopes. Yeah. So, where the house of worship is, it's on the main part of the street. Okay, so you enter the house of worship through the main part of the street. You go in, and I'm assuming that's where, you know, where they go, where the drowning pool is, and all that stuff. But in back, there's a school where they teach about all this. Okay. But now the problem is, I asked him, um, but when I, the reason why I asked him how many members he had, I didn't want to really get into it too much with him because he kind of takes a touchy. Um, he. He has... There's not a lot of people because people left. There was some stuff that happened, I guess. I don't even want to know. Maybe the cops were involved. I'm not assuming anything. This is all, you know, disclaimers. I'm not sure. But, I mean, there's a big part of the church. I know they have um, they have parties there. They have... It's like a hall in the back. Um, I know... What did he tell me? He invited me... He actually did invite me not to go to church with him or the house of worship, whatever you want to call it. But there was a... Um, they had a party... I don't like uh, they had people. Oh, okay. Do you the, coffee house. the coffee house. Yeah. The coffee house. The supposed coffee house. The alleged coffee the alleged, house. I've never seen anybody actually at the coffee house, but he's invited me to the coffee house where they have chanting and singing, and um, they su- supposedly serve coffee. But I mean, w- I mean, I'm not going to drink what's in that coffee. You don't know what they put in it. I I, I bet it's coffee. I bet you it's not. <laughs> They roofie the coffee. They, they might roofie the coffee. I might wake up in some kind of strange hole and have Russell looking down at me. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I'm going to go to the coffee house just to, um, I believe, just to raise money for the for the uh, church. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to go with that. I'm, I know you want me to, to go. I want you to go to the dark side, Craig. I want uh, you to come I over here. Can't. And it just lives in this fantasy world that I'm living in because it's so much fun. Um, no, no. But you just went to church recently. I did go to church recently. And you haven't been to church in how long? Uh, well, a year, but um, I don't go regularly right. anymore. Now, why did you have to go to church? Uh, I went because in the Catholic church, which I used to belong to, um... They usually do a mass for somebody who's passed away who was a member of the church and right. in their honor. And yep. it was for my grandmother. That's nice. So I did go to the mass so for you, her. So you went to the mass for your grandmother. It, just for you, it, the only reason why you went because it was your grandma. So you yeah, went, basically. You, that's it. I mean, you weren't going for any other reason. No. Um, did you take the sacrament? No, I didn't. That's what I forgot to talk to Russell about. Oh, the sacrament. The sacrament. Oh, no, I, I didn't take it. I should call him back up and ask if he'll talk about the sacrament. Uh, you can try. Oh, let's call him back up. I forgot about this part. No, we don't need to go. No, no, no. no, no. We actually know what. Yeah, we already know what he thinks of it. Yeah, he drinks the blood 
and eats the body of Christ. So okay, he, now I'll, all right, I'll explain. He yes, they have communion just like in the Catholic Church. He's in the yeah. Baptist Church, not in some crazy cult. No, uh, I, I, I just I, blew I, the, the lid off your whole theory, but. It's an occult to me, Craig. Okay, I don't want to. I don't care if it's a Baptist church or what, but it's a cult. You have a drowning pool. It's a cult. Okay, but continue, continue. So in, uh, he told me in his church they do the communion and the, the wine and the the bread or wafer, uh, and it's symbolic of uh, the body and blood of Christ. Now in the Catholic Church, it's meant to be literal. Correct. Which is just creepy. After I figured it out years ago. Years ago. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me I'm supposed to drink this and that, and it, it represents... It, a, it's not representative. It, it, it it's really literally is. Yeah, literally, you're drinking blood, and you're eating a part of the body. Yeah, and right? uh, so that's kind of creepy. So, so my, I should... I, man, I knew I forgot to ask him something. <laughs> I'm sitting there when we're talking. I'm like, I know I'm going to ask him something. I could leeway this, and I kept on forgetting where I was going to go with it. And yeah, uh, for him, it's symbolic for... Yeah, he believes that he's drinking... No, it's no. He's not believing. Oh, it's symbolic. It's symbolic of the Last Supper. That's all. Okay. Yeah, and that's what he believes in. So, and then anybody, I think pretty much anybody know the story of the Last Supper. Um, yeah, we don't have to touch on. No, we don't have to go on that. You know, Jesus had dinner and whatever. I don't really care. Had dinner. He had dinner and gave bread and fish and whatever. I don't know, but um, don't care. Um, yeah. So, I mean, with all that being said, I mean. Yeah, Russell's a member of some kind of Baptist church. I believe it's a cult. I mean, come on. They have a drowning pool. They have uh Oh, I don't know. What, what else do they have? A, a basement that they do, you know, sacrificing things down there. <laughs> putting your hands on somebody and say, you know, answer questions. And what, what happens if they... I should ask them what happens if they answer questions. See, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, they didn't... Uh, if they answered a question wrong... Yeah. They have to go, like, one step into the drowning pool. Ooh, I wonder if that that's... Yeah, see? I didn't think of that. Yeah. Do they hold you down longer if you answer the question? When do they ask the each questions? Each time... Yeah, how about they... If you get a question wrong, they dunk you under. And then each time you get a question wrong, they they leave you under longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he never said how many questions there were. No, either. he didn't. He ne- he'd see, he never elaborated on that. So, I mean, if you got them all wrong... Then you are drowned. You're drowned. You're not coming back up. But. See, you didn't think of that one, did you? He never enlightened us on that one. Now, what happened? Now, he said they have to answer questions down when they had the crimson robes and they become part of the fellowship. Now, if you already survived the drowning pool, what happens if you answer a question wrong? It's just at the last stage of, you know, you becoming member of the occult, the house of the right hand, the right hand of the worship. What happens if you answer a question wrong then? Hmm. <coughs> Do they take your Maybe right hand? Maybe that's when they take your right they hand. They take your right hand and they sacrifice it to whatever, whoever they believe. I forgot to ask. See, I knew it was going to happen. I should call him back up, but I don't want to get him on the phone again. He's probably in the car. He's probably like partying with his family, sacrificing a goat or something. I don't know what they do. Oh, he's got birds, right? Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. He's probably killing little birds. <laughs> <laughs> Each one represents a number of something. And But, um... Yeah, I found that. I, I'm glad he came on. I, you know, I was talking to Craig before the show, and um, we we were trying to get a hold of him. And I called him like three times. Called his house, and he um, he wasn't answering. I'm like, he's gonna, he's not gonna come on. He's not gonna do this. And Craig's like, son of a bitch, he's not gonna do it. I just know he's not. And um, I, I definitely thought he was avoiding. I really did. I mean, you were right. I mean, I thought. I swear, I thought he were. You were right. I'm like, we called him twice, and we said, Russell. You know what time's good for you? Uh, I, uh, and he 
wasn't sure. I go, look, how about this? We start the show usually at 6 at night. Um, sometimes we start later, you know, depending on what we do. But, I mean, how about this? We'll start the show at 6. Can you come on and talk at 6? So we we called him. It, I mean, about say twenty minutes later, he called back us. Yeah, I think so. About six twenty, he called, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because we were going to start another portion of the show, and when he called, I was like, "Oh, oh, we're going to go right into it." And I'm, I'm glad he actually called. I mean, I'm, you know, he lived up to his bargain. He said he would do it, and I wasn't sure if he would or not, but he did. Ah, uh, gotta love him. So I'm going to wrap up this show. Um, I'm John Yeti. Craig Moffat. We'll see you next Tuesday.